Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. back to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast today i have dr jennifer hessler and we are fellow faster way coaches that's how we originally connected we met in person a few years back and we've been talking about having jennifer come on the show and life has been crazy for everyone and so we are finally making it happen so her and i are very excited to finally connect and share um all the things, naturopathic, um, health and wellness. We'll talk, probably touch on faster way and some other holistic things. So Jennifer, uh, Dr. Jennifer Hessler is a naturopathic doctor with almost 20 years of clinical experience. And she has a special interest in helping women naturally balance their hormones so they can look and feel great and do all they are meant to with confidence and energy. She has been a certified faster way to fat loss coach since 2018, and she strongly believes that the right nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle creates the foundation to address a lot of the health concerns that women have. Jennifer resides in Port Elgin, Ontario with her husband and four children. They have a Labradoodle named Muffin, and she loves to, not the Labradoodle, but Dr. Jennifer loves to read uh, feel-good fiction, trying out new recipes, listening to cheesy music. And uh, might be, is it cheesy or cheery, or maybe a little both, uh, walking <laughs> along beautiful Lake Huron and traveling. Please welcome Dr. Jennifer Hessler to the podcast. Thank you. It has been a long time coming. Hasn't so it? many <laughs> times, reschedules, life for I think like the last year and a half. It's been crazy. So well, very excited for having me. Here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. And we never really get to chit chat other than seeing each other on social. Um, Before we jump in, uh, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Ooh, my favorite cookie would have to be something with peanut butter and chocolate. So let's say a chocolate peanut butter cookie. Okay, why not? Why not? And my favorite cookie memory, hmm. Well, I love to bake. So I have lots of memories baking with my kids, even when my daughter was, she's now nine, but when she was, you know, one and two and three, I used to do YouTube videos with her sitting on the counter and she'd help me make whatever it was, often cookies. So I love looking back at those videos and seeing, you know, how cute she was and I'd have a hard time getting her to cooperate with me to do that now. Like the outtakes of like, put the flour in and it's like. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah. (laughs) She just like pick up an apple and start eating it and like looking into the camera. Oh my gosh. How funny. I mean, kids keep it real and relatable. So it's like, you want them to be like, no. And then it's just, it brings. Like, oh, you can do whatever you want. And everybody loved like, you know, oh, Ivy was like the star of the show. I was just kind of background making whatever it was right right I always say too when you make food with with kids little ones you make two like you let them make and then you make the other because you make if you're having people over like you're not going to serve probably theirs 
Right. Ones end up in places, things get cross-contaminated and then you just, mom will make these and then you guys, you know. They well, these eat. were usually for our family. So we didn't have to make two, but yeah, it was, she usually did a pretty good job, but yeah, super cute. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't make too often. If it's just us, it's fine, but I always yeah. keep in. No, if you're cooking for a just... crowd, you might want to yeah. have, yeah, a separate non-kid batch. My sister's a dermaphobe. So when she comes over, she's like, eh. I'm like, don't worry. I made these. Okay. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, girl, you have kids. You will learn. Like, it's funny, but I always say like, don't worry. This is adults made these. So, right. But they'll say they made them. So it makes them feel good. <laughs> so what's the nutrition and health and wellness. So we tapped on faster wave in uh, the bio, um, which is a macro um, carb macro counting, carb cycling, very, um, listen to your body lifestyle, right? I've been living it since 2019, I think we're now in 2023. I think I'm about to hit my fourth year as a coach and member. And you feel such a difference when you learn a lifestyle that's really driven around what I mean, there's women and men, right? But let's just talk about women for a second, like around the hormones and all the things that happen in a woman's body and all stages of life. And you always, you can't eat like you're at 40, like you did when you were 25, right? No, not for most people, I would say. Yeah. And that's a common, my naturopathic practice is very much focused on helping women who have hormonal concerns. So it might be perimenopausal, which, you know, can even start in their thirties for some women leading up to the time when we're actually menopausal, which is when you've gone at least 12 months without a period. That's technically when menopause has happened. And then the time after that. So a lot of women will come and say, you know, oh, I'm really trying. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to eat well. I'm doing or maybe doing what they were doing before. And all of a sudden they're seeing these changes happening in their body. And, you know, a lot of you might hear some women say like, oh, I hit 40 and like everything fell apart. So I see my mission as trying to help women see that our lives do not follow, need to fall apart after age 40. We can thrive and feel amazing and still continue to do all the things and more that we want to do for, you know, and hopefully still, more than the second half of our life. Um, and so a big part of that is learning how to eat in a way that, well, first of all, strength training is super important. And I love that that's a big focus of the faster way. We do need some cardio, but as especially once we hit 40, we really start to lose muscle mass. And so if all a woman is doing is cardio, because that's what she's comfortable and that's what she knows, you know, like we all know how to go right. for a run, right? We aren't all comfortable lifting some weights. Um, then that muscle mass, just the loss continues to accelerate and that muscle is very metabolically active. So because of that, your metabolism really shifts. Add on top of that, the fact that a lot of us are, have experienced quite a bit of stress by the time we get to our 40s. So you throw in the cortisol that gets produced as a result of that. And that also compounds 
the slowdown in your metabolism or the change in your metabolism. And then often tied in there is either not getting enough sleep because we're not going to bed early enough yeah. or not being able to get good quality sleep once we do go to bed. So it's like the perfect storm for all of a sudden your body to say, mm, I'm going to hold on to all of this, like especially around that abdominal area. And so in order to shift that, like we need to know how much protein should we be eating? What can we do? to exercise in a way that helps, you know, it fits realistically into our lives because we have lots of balls in the air um, and is still going to be effective to help us build muscle. And then, so I love that those are such fundamental parts of the faster way. And then I can also work like with my naturopathic hat to help with um, you know, looking at herbs or nutrient deficiencies or things like that, that can make sure people, women are sleeping well, like good quality sleep and enough sleep. Um, and they, they so have hard to get I so mean, hard, right? I yeah. Rub my eyes because it's like, I did notice such a huge, when I kept up with the nutritional piece, that really was what was the game changer, which is not what a lot of people think because moving your body and carbs in or calories in calories out. That's just how we were always, we think. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you go back to that, like, oh, I haven't moved around today, but really it's 80% the kitchen where it's, you're feeding your body because that's <clears throat> what's keeping it alive. What's pumping all the, all the things. Right. And so I've noticed that like when my diet's off, I don't sleep as well or I'm grumpy. And when I do finally get to a point where I'm able to eat enough because I'm one of those that gets really stressed and I don't eat or I forget. And so I keep snacks in my, in my office. Cause I don't typically leave maybe to go to the go pee, but that's very rare. And so it's like making an effort to fuel your body. So then you can burn the energy too. So you're not like rest in recovery mode all the time where then we sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I use the analogy often that like, if we think we can't expect our car to run efficiently, if we're not putting in the right gas and we're not getting the oil change and, you know, taking care of all the working parts, we are the same. We cannot run efficiently and, you know, in a state of energy where we feel energetic, if we are running on a caloric de deficit, like that will work very short term to help women and men lose weight, but we all know that's why the diet industry is what it is because you get to the point where, you know, your body starts to realize that there's not enough there. So it better hold on to what it does get everything. Usually they reach a plateau or even start going in the opposite direction. And either that's when people say, well, forget it. This is not working. I'm not doing it anymore. Or they try to continue to restrict even more, which, you know, is feeding the imbalance that is already there. So yeah, for sure. I would say if, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like the most important thing we can do is really focus as much as we can on our nutrition, because that is like the other pieces are important, but that has to be there. We can't out exercise a bad diet and we're not going to change that whole cascade of muscle loss and cortisol from stress and all that. If we're not it makes sense, right? Our body's not going to run efficiently if it's not getting what it needs. Yeah. And I also noticed like I finally started to get back into working out. My body didn't like my strength actually didn't 
go very, I'm actually lifting heavier or maybe I'm more because I've been out of it for a little while. It's like, I'm going to lift even heavier and I'm, I can handle it. Cause maybe I was being a little more lazy or just um, complacent back when I was doing it every day. And so, I mean, your body craves it. Like you, I can feel it. Like when I want to just get it moving, cause that's, it, it likes to move. It's built to move. And then almost like two days after just picking it back up, my, I get hungrier faster because your metabolism will just remember and kick back in like, Oh, she's burning through this. She needs to eat. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell her you can really say, see like a major difference. Um, especially if you practice a lifestyle for a while, or maybe you haven't done a lifestyle and you've now implemented it. If you make a, even small changes and you will start seeing not even the physical outward right? We're all looking for the scale to move or our pants to fit differently. And really you should be looking at like, is my skin clear or am I sleep? Like, did I sleep through the night? Do I feel rested? Am I less irritable? Looking at those factors are always overlooked. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that all the time. <laughs> like those non-scale victories, right? I mean, I don't personally even own a scale. Um, I, just- I have a scale, but it's because when I do my virtual visits, they are insistent that I take my weight and I don't anymore. I just give them the same number (laughs) because I just gauge it off how my pants are fitting. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? We know based on how our clothes are fitting, if we're like gaining or losing in the way that we want to, but more importantly, like I know this is sort of an aside, but I know my own personal health journey. Like when I was at my, my thinnest, if we, you know, use that, my, my lightest weight, I was not at my healthiest state. Um, I, my youngest had been born recently. Like I was the person who, when I was nursing, like they literally sucked the life out of me, Um, but I went in into that. Like, so I was like, I couldn't eat enough, even though I was already starting, I started faster way when my youngest was about seven months, I think. So I was like counting my macros, trying to make sure I was eating enough, but still I was just like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night hungry and I'd eat again when I, because I always say we should listen to our body. Right. But I I found out about a year might've even been two years after that, um, that my iron was ridiculously low Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know, you know, we always say, I always say to my patients, like, well, what's your energy rated on a scale of one to 10. If someone had asked me, I wouldn't have said it was that bad, but now that it has changed, I realized just how bad it was. So ironic, like I tell everybody check their iron, but I just thought I was fine. You know, this is life with four kids and I'm working and, um, you just got to push through it. Right. Right. So now, um, I'm not, you know, my number on the scale has changed because I have had to be weighed sometimes when I go for medical appointments and things. So I know that's happened. Um, but I feel a million times better. So I like hundred percent would not trade myself back for where I was before, even though I was a pant size smaller. Um, so I think, you know, and I look at pictures of myself now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so like, I, I didn't look Honest. good. Like you look at my cheeks. Yeah. Through my face, the size of my arms, you know, I would take a selfie and I didn't even realize at the time I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't look good. Like, um, I feel much healthier now and sleep better, more definitely way more energy. Um, and so that like, it's not just about, I mean, sure, the number on the scale is one objective measure, 
but <laughs> it's yeah. not worth trading off those other things. I just had someone in, in my new client group say, um, you know, it's only week three. And she's like, I'm not really seeing much of a change on a scale. Like I'm feeling a little discouraged. She's like, but I am loving that I'm eating so much food and I'm feeling so great. And I'm like, hold on a second there. Are you saying you would rather see the number on the scale and be eating less food and not feeling great? Like that's right. not a good trade-off, right? So that's what we feel and that's what yes. we know. And it feels like, I remember when I, cause I haven't coached in such a lot, long time, but I remember it was very uncomfortable to eat so much. Even my dad, I had my dad put on it and he's like, it's so much. And I said, I know it's actually hard to get it in when you work out and when you get your body used to it, it'll burn through it and it won't feel as much, but it feels wrong. It feels against it's a lot. It takes everything work, we learn. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was a kinesiology major. We learned calories in, calories out, cardio for 45 minutes. Strength training is important. Da -da -da -da, right. And, and, and I just talked to someone, um, his name is Reed Davis. He's at, um, he's not a naturopath, but he's functional and holistic. He is a really big advocate for supplements. He's like, you will never get all of the vitamins and things from our foods just because of the way that the world is and how they grow it. And just in general, you'll never get so supplementing is huge. And so it's okay to take an iron supplement. It's okay to take a multivitamin because you won't be able to get it even if you had a perfect natural diet. Absolutely. I mean, we want to get as much as we can from food because we do definitely absorb that best. But then yes, like, you know, magnesium is a good example. It just, even if we're eating healthy, it's not as rich in the soil as it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago before that. So it's, and because of stress too, stress eats up a lot of magnesium. It's something that a lot of people really benefit from supplementing the quantity will change from person to person that we need, but, um, it, it is definitely one that's high up there. Vitamin D is another good example. Make, um, fish oil probiotics, like, yes, we can get these things, but it's really hard. Like I live, <laughs> I live on Lake Huron, but great lakes fish is not the best fish to eat a lot. Of. <laughs> um, so like, and we don't have access to a lot of fresh fish year round. Cause we also have winter. So, you know, most people are not eating fish regularly in their diet. Well, the fish is one of the best ways to get those omega-3 fats and, you know, so important for reducing cardiovascular disease risk and skin health and hormone balance and so many things. Um, so supplementing is uh, something I recommend unless someone's allergic to fish, then we look for a different form, but it's, that's a good example of where we just really need it. It's, I think it's funny too, because we look at like, just thinking about like dog food and you hear the, all the, all the ads like omega threes and fatty, you know, fatty acids and, you know, supplements for your dog. Right. And all of those are in the food. Well, if we're so concerned about what we're feeding our pet, shouldn't we be really concerned about how we're also supplementing our own bodies and our children? Because they you want to make sure that all those things are worked into your diet too, because it, it's always very um, highlighted on those like pet food commercials. Mm -hmm. Right. And we will buy the natural food and we're looking at the labels of our dog food and making sure there's no fillers, but then we're going to go and go reach for the crap that's got all sorts of chemicals in it. And we're not being, we're not looking at the stuff that we're putting in our bodies, but 
our dog, we need to make sure that, you know, it's all natural. Right. And then rice in there. And I know some people will say, oh, like, you know, I don't like the idea of tracking. I want to be eating intuitively, you know, and there, there is, there is value in that too. But I think there is a lot of value in tracking, at least for a period of time, because otherwise, how do we know what it looks like and what it feels like? Like me and my iron, right? I thought I was okay. But until we try something different and see how much different we can feel, we don't have a baseline. And if you track, you know what that quantity of food looks like a little bit more. I mean, even you and I have been doing faster way for several years like I still sometimes you know take a break from tracking go back and like oh gosh I need to eat more right like our right. that's the huge thing because I'll start I'll pull up my app and I'll start tracking and I'm pretty much for the same place so I'll try to go find a perfect day that I had and match it I'll get halfway through and I'll be like I still have all this I need to eat to reach my goal I'm not eating enough it's a good reminder for me, that I don't eat enough to eat more. That's right. And it is also true, like another thing I often check with my peri into menopausal patients is to look and see if they are insulin resistant. You can do this with a blood test. Like we're used to having our glucose checked, but often our insulin isn't checked. So um, if someone does like the two hour glucose tolerance test, like many of us had to do that while we were pregnant to check for gestational yep. diabetes. Well, instead of just checking glucose, which is how the glucose tolerance test goes at the end of the two hours, you check your insulin and you see how much insulin you had to produce in response to that sugar challenge. And that's a really good way to look for insulin resistance. In the case of insulin resistance, it means you're having to make a whole lot more because it's not binding properly. So your body's producing more and more insulin, trying to get some of it to bind. So like, yes, long-term it's possible. Eventually the blood sugar levels will start going up and that's type two diabetes, but there are many people that sit in the realm where their blood sugar still looks okay. But if we look at that insulin, they're working really, really hard to keep that blood sugar. Okay. They're pumping out tons of insulin to make the sugar get into the cells and out of the bloodstream. So insulin doesn't just have that function. It's also a hormone. Um, it affects like inflammation in our body. It affects our metabolism. It affects a whole lot of other things. So when we're tracking, if we're eating enough fiber, that's something that really helps insulin resistance. We look at that when we're, um, making sure we're meeting our fiber, isn't a macro, but it's an important piece of, um, uh, also in our nutrition things moving <laughs> yeah exactly and and because of the blood sugar perspective like if we have more fiber it slows down the rate that the food moves through our digest it changes the rate it moves through and that will change how quickly blood sugar spikes when we eat so foods with carbs that have fiber get digested differently than foods with carbs that have very little or no fiber in them um so anyways it, it just is like you know so you know, and if someone is really insulin resistant, yes, we want to look at the diet, make sure they're eating enough protein, make sure they're eating enough fiber, but I will also do some added support using herbs and known antioxidants and things to help address the insulin resistance. So then it's not that that person shouldn't eat carbs. It's that they need to eat in a way and, and take supplements so that that insulin resistance, they stops being such an issue. And if in three months time, like I've seen this 
many times over. They're following that, taking the supplements. We recheck that glucose tolerance test and their insulin levels are like, I just had a patient. It was like eight times less within a three month period. It gone from being in the 600s to being or 800s. I'm going to do my math wrong here, but it, I remember it was down into the seventies, which is very, very like, which is fantastic. So yes, we have genetic tendencies. Yes, we have stress. Yes, we have lots of things that aren't always within our control, but there are lots of things we can do to like turn genes on or off, depending on how we're eating and our lifestyle and um, the right supplement regime. For sure. And so with you, when you're saying like, check your glucose, check your this, check your that, or when we if someone were to work with you, you do things virtual. Do you like, how do you order those tests? Do they have to go to their doctor? Do you ship something to them? Is there something they can do like a home test that they can pick right. up at the grocery store? It depends on the <laughs> test and it depends on where they live. So my license, my naturopathic license is in the province of Ontario where I live. So that's where I'm registered. I can order blood work for people who live within Ontario and they just go to the lab like they would if it came from their medical doctor. Um, I do have some people that I work with um, who are not in Ontario. So it depends. Um, sometimes you can, like in the States, not so much in Canada, you can self-order. Um, so I'll help them find like a lab that allows you to just go to the lab and have that tested. And then they can share the results with me after. Um, if they do have a good relationship with their doctor, then I'll, you know, send them a list of these are the tests I think would be helpful and they can get that done through their medical doctor. And then I can look at them afterwards. And there are some tests I order that are home tests, like the Dutch hormone test, for example, it's a urine test. The kit just gets shipped to your house and you send it in once you've completed it. So, um, yeah, it it depends. <laughs> but yeah, usually you can't go like buy it at the grocery store, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, but there are lots of ways that people can access them online. There are some regulations, though, depending on the state or province that you live in. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a <laughs> not a black and white answer. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, and so with supplements, is a multivitamin good enough? <laughs> um like well again not a black and white well, it's all, now I know this is all conditional right but so I would so. I can tell you I do not take a multivitamin okay. um and the reason being that and not that I think they're bad no, no, I'm just but it's more like insurance right there's a little bit of a lot of things but a lot of nothing so oh. for example you can get a multivitamin with iron but there's no way that that would have addressed my iron deficiency when i had it i needed to take iron <laughs> and i got in that case i actually got an iron infusion as well because it it was bad it's, i've never seen anyone with iron as bad as mine was at that time um or like vitamin D, same thing. Most multivitamins have vitamin D. The best thing with vitamin D is let's do your blood work, see what your vitamin D level is. And then I can calculate what your ideal dose is. Usually that is quite a bit more than what is in a multivitamin. So not that the multi is bad. It's just like, it's usually not enough. If everything sure. in your body is looking fantastic and you want to just take a little bit of a multi, um, you know, it's not going to do any harm. That's for sure. But I sort of look at it from like, let's do what test what we can find out where things are at, make sure you're taking high enough doses to actually make a big difference. Like B12 is another one. If people are B12 deficient, 
they can be that way and be taking a multi because it's just not enough. If we get their levels up and it's looking good, they could maintain with a multi and we just check, you know, once a year or whatever to make sure that that's adequate. Um, But yeah, generally, I'm also cognizant, like, I don't like to take a lot of supplements. So I don't want people to be taking, like, I want them to really be taking what I feel is going to make the biggest difference in their health. And so that's where it's like, your fish oil, your vitamin D, your probiotic. Um, you know, for myself, I'm 47. Um, I take some hormone support at so far, knock on wood, my transition. <laughs> I'm not menopausal yet, but it's been really great. I'm still sleeping well, not having hot flashes, all that. And so I take some things to help balance my stress response and keep those hormones um in the range so that I don't have and that's the ideal. I mean, a lot of times people are coming when they have a problem, but we can also work preventatively to make sure things are where they should be so that that ideally doesn't become an issue when it does happen. Right. Right. And so if anyone wants to get more information or work with you, whether they're in Ontario or other areas, um, where can we find you? Where can we get more information and, uh, follow you around? Cause I love following you on social. Oh, thanks. Well, I'm very good in my stories. I will admit I'm like You're not great. a real person, but I do love my stories and sharing like what I do. My page used to be called Healthy Living Made Easier, but now it's just my name, Jennifer A. Hessler. Um, and I share like recipes that I make, um, you know, things I'm doing with my kids, my workout regime, like just showing how I fit like I follow faster weight in addition to coaching, I follow, you know, a naturopathic regimen myself in addition to helping people just showing like I tr- strongly believe I need to practice what I preach. So my stories definitely are a good place. You can contact me through my Instagram bio as well. Um, and I am just working right now. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm not doing it, but somebody's helping me update my website. So I do have a website, but don't judge it if you go to yeah. it. It's badly in need of the update is coming. Um, so it's Dr. Jennifer Hessler ND.com. Um, and yeah, I mean, send me a message. I'm very, I love to chat with people in the DMS or, um, send me, if you can find me on Facebook, I am on there too, but that's not really so much my naturopathic side anymore. Just again, the stories share over. Um, but I'm happy to chat. And even if I'm not like, there are some places where you have to hold a license to be, Uh, like to practice as a naturopath. So if I'm not able to help you, I will help you find somebody who can. So um, that's always so great too, because you don't want to feel like you're just kind of like, well, if you can't help me, what do I do? You get some guidance. Right. Yeah. So I I definitely, you know, I will be transparent about whether I'm able to be the person that helps or if you're better served by um, reaching out to someone else and I can connect you with how you can find someone close to you. So yeah, I'd be happy to help. I mean, honestly, like we, we deserve to still feel like kick, but you know, as we get into our forties and beyond, I don't think you're not quite there yet. Are you? I'm, I'm, um, I'm 38. I'm halfway through 38. So I'm almost to 40 getting there. Yeah. Feel. I mean, you feel it like, I don't, but you don't have to feel 40. You can feel good. And I, like I said, I was talking to to that functional wellness doctor and he was like, you can feel 25 in your fifties. It's just a matter of adjusting to continue to feel that way and work with it. Right. Because 
you can't eat the same way or do the same things as our bodies change, our composition changes, we get more brittle or, you know, more stress. Yeah, so I mean, we can still, I mean, I could say I feel 47, but like 47 doesn't have to feel bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have our, our lifespan, which our lifespan keeps getting longer, right? People are living longer, but what we really want to focus on is our health span. And that could be a whole other topic, right? But health span is keeping as many of our years, high quality living as possible, not just living to 80, but having like the last 15 be in pain and limited. And, you know, we want to keep, it's like, so I'm putting it out there that I'm going to live to be at least a hundred and I'm going to have a health span. That's almost exactly that long too. (laughs) Which is so great because when I was 18, I, I had the back of a 40 year old. So, and I went from very drastic, very active to nothing because I was so much in pain because of the back injury and living my twenties and, um, let's see, it's been six years since my last surgery. And I've been really great since then. My youngest is six yesterday. And, uh, (laughs) uh, I got, I had surgery right four months after he was born. So six years, so 32. So from 18 to 32, it was not fun. It didn't feel like I was young and youthful and active. I felt very, um, just crippled. And so now it's nice to be able to just go for a walk and not feel like your back hurts and you can play with your kids. And that's what you want to focus on and not be like, you know, the next Miss Universe or whatever, you know, (laughs) you want to just be able to play with your kids or be around for grandkids. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and how great is that, right? You're older and you're feeling better. I know my husband, he's also, he's a men's faster weight client and um, he had all kinds of, he played rugby when he was younger, got concussions and like messed up his back and lived a lot of our first years being married in pain. And he said like, now he wakes up and he feels great. It just shows like how changing our physiology by getting stronger and leaner. He was never overweight, but he's definitely stronger. Um, and he's exact, he's six days younger than me. So he's 47 as well. Um, and living life feeling better. Like we have a five-year-old, we've got going to have kids at home for a really long time still. (laughs) And so that's another motivator. (laughs) And also showing your kids, especially if they're that age, like what it looks like. Um, you know, I was working, like, I'm going to, I have to now make a shift. My kids are going to be home for the summer. I got to figure out a way to re plan my day to work out, try to work out when they're not here, but that's not really practical. And so them seeing it, participating it, it's a great model and they'll start to see it as normal where they might hopefully implement it when they're older. Mm-hmm. It just also is, is a lifestyle that you want to show. Cause they Absolutely. watch everything that you do and, and they eat what you eat. And so, you know, I remember, I just felt so much better when I was doing it pretty like regularly. And I've been able to see a huge shift in my energy level and just blah and stress. The stress in the past couple of years have really taken a toll. So now that I'm hopefully let like out of that, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I ride that wave and then get back into routine to where I feel like I did without all stress. Right. So it really does. So it feels great that like I used to have an, um, help every day of the week because of my back, because of like my ex-husband's travel schedule. I always had a helper 
uh, just because of just life in general and, and whatever, I don't have someone all the time. Now I have someone a couple of days a week and then, um, or not as long periods of time every day. So I'm able to do more with them because I'm not in pain. Mm-hmm. Or I maybe give them baths at night. I would need someone just to come over and help me with baths to hunch over because I was in so much pain. Or if I took a walk with them, like I'm done for the day, guys, I'm on my couch the rest of the day because I'm so much pain. Faster right. way actually helped me with the stabilization of my spine where my back doctor's like, whatever you're doing, keep doing. I don't know what you're doing. And I told him, he's like, I'm going to send people your way because you are strong and healthy and you don't need to see me. So great. And I think, you know, these tools that we get, we can use them at any age. Like I have lots of faster weight clients who are and patients who are in their sixties, mid to even into their seventies and are still, you know, we, there's modifications given if they need them. Um, but we can keep getting stronger no matter what our age is. Right. And that's kind of like that's so empowering to yes. not think like we've got to just start expecting we're going to completely fall apart. Like things right. do change, but we absolutely can change in a positive way along with that and still really be able to do exciting things and not feel like we've got to let our lives get smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and um, sharing everything. And I really encourage listeners to go and check, check out Dr. Jennifer and all the things that she gives. She's great on social media. She's very responsive. And, uh, I really, uh, you know, appreciate you being here. We made it happen, had great conversations <laughs> and we're finally, we finally made it happen. <laughs> so well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to another episode of the chaos and Peace podcast. Go check out Jennifer and all the things she shares, all the Links are in the show notes. Go check out that wonky website that she has because I'm sure it's wonderful and keep up with the changes and all the things. And I hope you guys uh, catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.